Scott Bakula, and you're listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own, and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time, who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast, everyone. I'm Christopher DeFilippis. I'm Alison Pregler. And I'm Matt Dale. And today we are bringing you another update on the Quantum Leap reboot, <gasps> namely uh, the characters that will be featured in the new show. And um, there are also some reported story elements. Matt, I didn't realize that until I was scouring your site for information. So I'm very interested. I to know, hear right? About these things, right? So um, maybe we should back up. Um, I just want to. Um, First and foremost, give props to some people who broke this information before us. Um, first goes to thathashtagshow.com. I guess they're a podcast. I don't know what they are, to be honest with you, but they, they, they brought out this list and Matt thought it was totally pants. <laughs> and I thought it was totally pants too, based I on Matt's totally reaction. Pants. I've been telling everyone, <laughs> no, it's, it's not right. And I did, I did some digging into that hashtag show and there were people all over the internet for the last few years saying, yeah, they do clickbait. Like, oh, and it looks like clickbait. It's, it's, it's no, it's rubbish. So, yeah, I've been rubbishing it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but but then, lo and behold, um, there was someone who we consider credible who came forward and said that they had a source inside NBC, and that was the Fates Wide Wheel podcast with hosts Sam and Dennis. So thank you, Sam and Dennis, for confirming this. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode of their show, after you listen to this one, go back and listen to theirs because they have some pretty good discussion surrounding um, this character announcement as well. And quite frankly, I don't know if we'd be talking about it had they not confirmed it for us. So It's great. I was listening to that podcast and the way they're talking about their source. They call them The Observer. Yeah. It's also very cloak and dagger. Like, what's the info? <laughs> Right? <laughs> could be worse. It could be deep throat. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. I am so freaking jealous that they have an inside source. Mm, they got the pretty scoop. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, hey, good for them. So uh, maybe for a little while we'll be following their lead. I don't mind being second fiddle uh, as long as we all get to talk about New Quantum Leap. It's all golden. So yeah, yeah thanks, absolutely. thanks again, Sam, Dennis, you guys uh, really yeah, thanks, came through guys. for us here. Yeah. And thanks that so. hashtag show.com. Yeah, you know, I guess the, so. the thing about that too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, we weren't trying to besmirch that hashtag show.com or anything by uh, by doubting them. It's just that, you know, you get used to decades of random information coming yes. forth that doesn't really mean anything, and especially if it just comes from one site that doesn't cite their source and and they didn't it's very easy to be like, well, this isn't really anything. So um, now that we have some more stuff to bolster it up, it's uh, it's really cool to see what's coming yeah. up. Yeah. 
And uh, of course, Allison, we would be remiss, you and I. Uh, we have to give the biggest props of all Aww. to Mr. Matt Dale for his tireless work in compiling Yay. all of the credible info. Um, he's got a new website that does all of that. It's quantumleapinfo.net. And Matt, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about um, how you uh, started that and why you started that and what goes on <laughs> over there? <laughs> well, you may be aware of a little book that I wrote a few years back. Um, <laughs> That's basically full of text compiled from all over the place, with citations all over the place. And I thought, finally, I get to write stuff with little numbers in it again. This this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So it was literally, I started like drafting an imaginary sequel to Beyond the Mirror Image on a web page. Um, I just figured that the next, um, the next couple of months, there's going to be a lot of stuff out there and a lot of rumor and the the fans like us are going to be following this and we'll know what's going on. But there's a lot of casual fans out there who won't be able to to pick apart what's rumour, what's not. So I just wanted to have a central point of reference for all the stuff that we know is is true. Um, and I held this character list off there until uh, until last week. But uh, yeah, it's it's just a... Well, it was meant to be just a list of the all the, the stuff that other people had uncovered, but then I managed to uncover a few things myself and accidentally did a couple of exclusives. So um, that's been quite fun too. Yeah, accidentally on the, purpose. Uh, the Helen yeah. Shaver director thing way before anyone else. You were right on top of that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was within about 10 minutes of her name appearing on a Canadian website. Um, uh, that Yeah. I, I, I was putting it all over Twitter and Facebook. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, her and a, a couple of the other uh, backstage personnel. I've just been, spending way too much time um, on various websites, clicking refresh repeatedly until things update. <laughs> you do all the hard work, we reap the benefits. That's right. Yeah. I'm excited about Helen Shaver, by the way. She's a pretty accomplished director. Um, I'm mostly mm. familiar with her acting, but uh, I loved her in Tremors too. Pretty cool. I'm not familiar with her at all. Like I've, I've looked through her IMDb and I'm like, there's a lot of very cool stuff here, none of which I've seen. So I have, I have no expectations besides she's clearly very accomplished. So thumbs up. That, yeah, that's she's all got I got. Some, some cool sci-fi stuff yeah. under her belt. So yeah, I think she knows what she's doing. Mm. I'm glad that it's a, a lady director this time around too, because uh, lady yeah. directors don't get as many chances, you know, and I think it's really good that they're trying to have a, a very diverse um, cast and crew. And uh, Deadline uh, had a report the other day that she's not only the director, she's also going to be one of the executive producers. Um, oh, man. Was, that was something I didn't pick up on. So, yeah, she's Sweet she's had a promotion deal. already. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Look I mean, at this, she's, busting yeah. out all this info. Right? And doesn't that uh, being an executive producer denotes some ongoing involvement? So odds are she might be directing a few episodes of the exactly. series if it gets picked up. So yeah, it seems They're to me to be a done deal. For that. Yeah. 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 So um, just uh, as a caveat to listeners at home, you might notice that this episode, like the last reboot episode, is a little bit rough and ready. Uh, because of the time-sensitive nature of this information, we want to get it out to you guys as soon as possible, which means I'm just going to, you know, not edit it as closely as I usually do. So if you hear us talking over each other, we're sorry, but uh, it's a lot of fun this way, too. I listened to mm. the last one, and it wasn't nearly the disaster that I thought it was going <laughs> to be. I think I spent too much time editing because I'm just, you know, that anal, but... 
It's freeing, isn't it? When you're like, oh. you just let it go and you're like, wait, it kind of <laughs> oh worked. God. It kind of uh, yeah, worked. Just, what do, why do I drive myself nuts? Why am I sitting on these shows for a month now? Because I, I haven't finished editing them. Nobody cares but me. Anyway. Uh, any, you, do, uh, you do a great job editing. I've listened to some things where people don't edit their podcast so much. And there's some things in there. I'm like, you could have cut that maybe. <laughs> well, you know what? I look at it this way. I mean, I always want to bring uh, the best show possible. I always want to highlight my co-host to their best effect because they're both very talented individuals. Um but at the same time, I also want to get this information to the public as quickly as possible. So it's a trade-off. So some we might have some foibles this time. But uh, anyway, we'll um, do let's our best. carry on. Yeah, we'll do our best. And uh, we have um, – what, like four or five main characters and a couple of ancillary characters to go mm-hmm. through. And if you guys – why don't we do this like we've done it in the past when we do like uh, – when we do feedback, we do the round robin. <laughs> I'll take the first character. Uh, Allison, you take the second character, read the description, Matt, you know, and so on. Yeah. And so on okay. and so on. So, okay. uh, they they start off with the main character who is a Dr. Ben Prasad, not Prasad. Help me to pronounce that. P-R-A-S-S-A-D. Pras- I haven't Prasad? seen it. Prasad. I've been Prasad. Prasad. Like Supasad. Prasad. Dr. Pren- D- Dr. Ben Prasad. Ben is a first-generation American, a world-renowned physicist, and a man of faith. He is also working on Quantum Leap, a time travel project, but when he uses the project on himself, he's transported back into the late 80s and stuck with a bout of, oh, I'm sorry, and struck with a bout of amnesia, forgetting what made him time travel in the first place. The casting for Ben calls for a man in his mid-30s to early 40s of Asian American or Pacific Island descent or of Middle Eastern North African descent. Um, so obviously right there, they're going uh, for a little bit more diversity than we're used to seeing yeah. in Quantum Leap. And um, I think that's I an find- exciting... Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> We're doing the interruptions already. Sorry. I know, right? <laughs> this is <laughs> why we that. Um, <laughs> I, I find it interesting, though, because, yeah, we're going for the diversity, but that, that also seems quite diverse within the casting call. Like, that's that's quite a, a wide spread of options. Um, mm. Basically, so, they're saying not a white guy again. <laughs> that's kind of the phrase I was Which looking for, Alice, and I didn't know if I could get away with that. It's, it's great, great it's because I think it, it would be such – we talked about it last time. It would be such a missed opportunity if it was another white guy. I think mm. like it's this is a good yeah. opportunity to to have someone else walk in other people's shoes. Yeah. Obviously, and um, aside from the casting, let's just go over some of these character traits. Obviously, world-renowned physicists. I mean, that is – Pretty much a given at yeah, this point, genius. since he's going to be like heading up the the leap. Um, man of faith, very That's interesting. interesting. That they, yeah, that they put that in there specifically. And once again, when we did fan casting on the last update show, I said Anson Mount. That reminds mm. me of Pike's character in the new um, season of Discover. Where, what was that? Disco season two. He said that his father was um, like a comparative religion teacher or something mm. like that. So he was grounded in, you know, at least the, the some tenets of faith. And then when I read this, I said, oh, Anson Mount, again, it, it's almost tailor-made <laughs> for him, but they're not looking for his type. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I think that it's kind of refreshing in sort of this television landscape that they're going to be re-embracing the more overt aspects of faith that were presented in Quantum Leap or at least wrestling with them, if not embracing them? Yeah, yeah I, I was t- – go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, no, go. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, they're embracing that again. Uh, it's I think important to note the original show was very uh, Christian based most of the time. Not always, but that's what it was. We don't know what faith exactly. Yes, and yeah. Prasad has. Um, I do like that. This is a, a character who's a scientist and uh, religious mm. or of some sort of faith. You know, like there, there's that great blending together of things there. Uh, it kind of it makes me think again about like uh, Sam's character, it, though he had uh, obviously he, he met God and there were some episodes about faith. I don't know if he was exactly a character of faith because there were times when it seemed like he implied he didn't really know what was going to happen. You know, if he believed in that kind of stuff. He was open to it. So I'm, I'm wondering what um, what kind of differences there will be with this new character. Well, that, that yeah. was what I was thinking about. Um, it, I'm, I'm re-watching the original show at the moment. I'm sure there's a few of us that are. Um, and uh, <laughs> the first season, um, they have Sam talking about God quite a bit. I mean, not apart from Right Hand of God, not, not massively, but there's certainly lots of references to... Uh, some kind of belief in a in a higher spiritual being, um, I think and he's then again in Honeymoon Express, is the thing. He's, but in it, the first episode, he's talking about reincarnation and stuff. I think yeah. he, when he says like God, time, fate, or whatever, like he's just like it could be that, could be this. But that that drops off quite early into season two. I mean, it, it's it's still there here and there throughout the show, and they have the you know the occasional episodes like Single Drop of Rain, Mirror Image, you know. Mm-hmm. But those are ones that really highlight the religious aspect. Most episodes. You don't have Sam saying, oh, the, the big guy upstairs, changing channels, all that kind of stuff. That's sure. all in the first season. They really mm. established the first season as a, a heavily Christian-based show and then sort of drift away from that. And it's really interesting to see, okay, are they going to come back to that a bit and yeah, have a character that is yeah, uh, spiritual as well as uh, scientific? Yeah, I just I- – um, well, even in the leaps themselves, whenever they um- – even if it wasn't Sam, it was always mm. a, a Christian faith, uh, whoever mm. he leaped mm-hmm. into, whoever he was with. Like, not always, but most of the time, it was going to be based in that if characters were going to talk about religion at all. Yes. Not fan favorites. Uh, <laughs> that's Thou shalt not, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what is really interesting here is um, the the – the possibility that we don't have um, someone who's of Christian faith, especially if it's a Middle Eastern or North African uh, cast actor, you mm-hmm. you should have someone who's Muslim in that role mm-hmm. and explore some of the tenets of that faith. Because think of how difficult some of Sam's leaps would have been for him, especially some of the more intimate stuff if – he was a more hardcore practicing like like Muslim yeah. with like very strict religious values that told him what he was should and shouldn't do. If they're calling Doctor Prasad here a, a man of faith, I would love them to play up some of those aspects where it might be a, a bit thorny for him to walk the line and live mm. the faith that he loves, and still do some of the things he has to do in order to leap. Yeah, I think that would be just really really interesting. Yeah. So so we'll see. Now I I know Matt you hate when I ask this but <laughs> I want to do some fan casting on on some of these and also before we do the fan casting though I mean do you guys do you have any any thoughts about this? I know that we're we're talking about some of the positive aspects but do you see any sort of um negative uh, aspects of the way they're setting up this main character? 
There's always the possibility of things seeming a bit too similar. Uh, the fact that it's a, a physicist again. I mean, it could have been anyone leaping. They could have come up with any kind of story. It doesn't necessarily have to be a scientist again. But um, we don't know anything about his character other than, like, he's a man of faith, he's a physicist, and he's not white. So uh, yeah. I guess that remains to be seen. But that's something that could happen. How about you, Matt? Have you thought of any possible downsides? Yeah, no. I, again, like Alison, I guess, um, you know, we, we want to try and steer clear from comparisons to Sam and Al, and it, it's good that they seem to be doing that for the most part, but we, and we spoke about this before, um, you need somebody that has a broad background in stuff so that whatever situation he leaps into, he's going to have a chance at, uh, at knowing what he's doing. So, hmm. Yeah, someone with a, a good science background will help out. And yeah, I, I'm sure if there's a series off the back of this as the series progresses, we'll find out that he also uh, played piano at Carnegie Hall and all, all the other things that are <laughs> like, necessary. You know I like this that was as that an we idea. Found I'm necessary sure. for leaping. <laughs> you have to be I'm a piano sure. virtuoso. You have to be a taekwondo expert. You have to know uh, how to read Egyptian. That always I comes really, in handy. Yeah. I don't know how they're gonna. I, I don't know how they would do that. Besides, yeah, rely heavily on the hologram character whispering I mean, in his ear constantly yeah i'm sure that they prodigy. don't have to have all of these same they don't have to have any skills at all i'm sure this is not what they're going to do he could be a complete dummy and not know how to do anything and that would be pretty funny it just has to be someone <laughs> we said this before it, that's quick on their toes it just has to be someone who's yes. able to like just go yeah. with the flow and, and improvise and uh, that could be someone with no particular skills at all other than not dying you know like the <laughs> the observer could be filling in the the gaps for that so they don't necessarily have to have all of the skills that sam had and they don't even have to be the same skills they just have to be useful hmm. i think the one downfall uh for this character for me is he's too young mid 30s to early 40s doesn't give you a lot to leap back into um <laughs> maybe just was mid 30s <laughs> I don't know, but it feels like he should be um, mid forties, early fifties. Uh, maybe that's just me projecting well, what I would like to see. Be older, Not like Sam was. Yeah. Sam was technically older than Scott Bakula. Yeah. So yeah. I just, that. I just, I just hate the fact that the leapy in this can't leap beyond my lifetime. <laughs> well, we don't necessarily <laughs> know old, that, Chris. though. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, I brought up before that like they could be leaping within Sam's lifetime. They could yeah. do that if they wanted to go further back. I don't know if they will, but there's ways around that if they decided they wanted to do it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I look forward to seeing if they play with that at all or if they start <laughs> to play with it as the series progresses. So. Chris, you, but, um, you've just given me this horrible revelation. Like, I was just thinking, yeah, I, I'm okay with that, though. They'll still be able to go like b before my lifetime, and then I realize that, no, I'm in my early 40s as well. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that, Chris. I was thinking, yeah, that's early 40s. That'll take them back to the, the early 70s, late 60s. No, it won't. We're in the 2020s now. Yeah, yeah. Glad to ruin that little aspect of it for you, thank, Matt. Thanks, well, thanks, welcome, welcome to this side of the line. I still think I'm marching of time. Yes. <laughs> well, I want to do a little bit of fan casting. I only came up with two names, and I don't think that we'll uh, have a chance of seeing either of them. But I'm, I'm just, I was just thinking of, of people that might fit this description. And uh, Naveen Andrews, who played Saeed in Lost, in Lost, came to mind. And uh, good old Alexander Siddig or Siddig El Fadil, who played uh, Bashir in DS9. Oh. Oh, I don't man. know if Sid. I don't know if Sid would He's be the a right bit fit. Older than there. 
Than yeah, the he's a little bit older, and of. you know he he tends to come off. As, he you know he can play British. I've seen him play uh, Middle Eastern quite effectively in other yeah. things, but I don't know if like if genre fans are ready to see him as anything else other than Julian. So it's well, it, it'd be interesting. Yeah, he was Wait. in uh, Game of Thrones and stuff. You think he's had pretty wide career? I think genre fans had cause to concern for to be concerned uh, about typecasting when Star Trek Enterprise's cast was announced and we were like what Sam Beckett's going to be in a show <laughs> set in space that probably is going to involve time travel what the what yeah i think we can cope with with Siddig. oh like honestly Ben Prasad is the only one that i just could not do any fan casting for i tried and i absolutely failed but i love that one All i have right, no so idea who the other guys you're talking about i haven't seen lost in years but Siddig, mm Nevin yes. Andrews, um, he uh, he had the long, the long flowing locks. He was very dreamy. He was he was walking around in uh, in a tank top most of the time, and uh, a- he was he was dating oh. Charlotte. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know that's, what I'm talking. That's good too. Yeah. How about yeah, you, Austin? Any, any fan casting or? Uh... Oh man, I'm gonna be bad at these. I don't know. <laughs> There's okay. that one guy from. Uh, so that guy was in that the, thing the guy from Midnight Mass and uh, and the the ghost show that came before it that he he played the sheriff in it. I don't know the actor's name. <laughs> he might fit the description. I don't know how old he is though. He was really good in those. Um, What's the ghost show? Uh, th- there was Midnight Mass, and then there was the one before it that was uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. I think they're they're Netflix ghost shows. Gotcha. Oh, so Midnight Mass is is a continuation of that haunting show. Well, there um, it, there's three shows, and they're they have the same cast and the same director with similar themes, but they're different things. Gotcha. So kind of like an American Horror Story. Kinda yeah, kind of like gotcha, that. And gotcha, he, gotcha. he was in the the second and the third one, and uh, yeah. And anyone who's seen Midnight Mass, the sheriff, it's that guy. That guy. <laughs> Thought he was pretty good in it. Uh, pretty good looking guy, kind of <laughs> handsome. Matt um, and I were going. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> People know who I'm talking about. You know that there guy. You go. Um, that's all I got. I'm, I'm not going to be very good at these fan casting no things. No worries. No, it's just fun. It's just fun. So, uh, Allison, why don't you take the next character in the roster? Uh, next up is Addison. Addison is a smart, is a smart, witty, fearless ex-military operative who now serves as a project lead at Quantum Leap HQ. She's in charge of the technology they use to communicate with the past and tries to rescue Ben from his time-flung existence. QLinfo.net note Addison is the observer. Parentheses ten. What does parentheses ten mean? Parentheses ten is Fate's White Wheel. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Matt citing his sources. This is an open ethnicity casting, and it calls for a woman in her thirties. Ooh, you know what this means? You know what it means when they have a lady observer in her 30s, too? They're thinking of a romance. Yeah, They're thinking yeah. of a romance with Ben and Addison. Star-crossed. in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> I and am the- ready for this. I am ready for this ghost-esque Separated oh, by time they, romance. Yeah. Bring they this can't to hug me. and kiss. They can't. They, they can't, can't hug and they kiss. They're they can't separated do the by time. <laughs> the slash fiction Ooh. is writing itself. It's Kill me oh, now. Can, I didn't even do think of that aspect. Oh, I hate that aspect. Oh, please oh, don't no, do that. I love it. If they do it real well, if they do, yeah. but you got to earn it. You got to earn it. That's the thing. I don't like romances that are just shoved in there for no reason. You got to make me care about these characters. But ooh, I do love that concept. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Well, I mean, we got smart, witty, fearless. 
an ex-military. So, I mean, that is pretty much Al Calavici. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I feel like... I don't want her to but be like... Probably not a slut, though. I'm guessing. <laughs> Less of a slut <laughs> than Al Calavici. <laughs> Let, let's get this equal She'd be like, yeah, my sluttiness, okay? <laughs> my, my sixth... No, my, no, my seventh husband. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they, couldn't do, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it exactly like Al. If they did, it would feel... Too too much of a copy, but the thing is, I if feel she like has the, cigars, if she's chomping on she cigars, has cigars. No, she has a pipe. Uh, she has a meerschaum pipe, like Sherlock Holmes. I, I feel <laughs> like the the hologram has to be a little bit quirky because that's mm. like some of the fun of it, you know. Like you don't want to have someone too straight laced. You want two straight laced characters, unless Ben is kind of quirky. Maybe he's a quirky guy, and then Addison's a straight laced one. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I hope that ben whatever could, it is, uh, yeah. she wears crazy future fashions. That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> or present fashions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have nothing against the idea of the character at all, as long as there is um, a good balance between the Leaper and the Observer. Then the Addison character here is pretty much an open book. I mean, these are all just <laughs> yeah. basic, generic, smart, yeah. witty, fearless. Uh, the only thing yeah, that that's, you can that's nothing. Smart exactly. Fearless ex military operative. The ex I think ex military <laughs> gives the character the opportunity though to have an edge. So when I was doing um my fan casting, I tried to pick actresses who I think could play the harder side of Addison, uh, as opposed to say the quirky side or the, the witty side. Um, because I want to see the character be a badass as well. Mm. So, I you know, so- I get this kind of like this gut instinct reaction whenever I see a, a women character description, smart, witty, fearless, edgy, um, mm. into this, like, quote, strong female character uh, cliche where it's like they got to be tough and nothing else. And I'm sure with Quantum Leap, they won't do that. I just – I that's always my worry that it'll be, like, overcompensating. Like, she's a woman, mm. but she's tough. And then, like, th- that kind of flatness of roles like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hadn't even considered that because I think that I was thinking more along those stereotypical lines when I was doing my casting. Um, maybe because that's what I'm so used to seeing. Isn't that weird? Wow. It's not that they, there aren't well-written female characters who are tough. It's just, uh, I guess that's always what I worry when I, when yeah. especially I don't know anything else. And I'm sure they're not going to just do that. No, you don't want, you just don't want that to be the default all the time. You don't mm. want it to be, yeah. you know, Ripley on steroids. Yeah, she's like the, <laughs> she's a tough nut, you know? Like, yeah. I just don't. <laughs> Anger is the defining character trait. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. Uh, open ethnicity means this, this could be anyone and anything. And I think yeah. that's kind of the, um, the idea. I don't think they have a, a clear idea what they want to do yet. Yeah, I think I, you know, when when I was doing um, sort of, oh, who am I gonna, who am I gonna say I want to see in this role? And I thought of two streaming series. One was on Amazon. It was called Them, and the the lead in that was a woman named Deborah Ayer. I'm not gonna say this right. Ayerinde, Deborah Ayerinde. She was the lead character. She was amazing in that. But again, I could see it more on sort of the hard. The, the, the harder side of the character. Um, for anybody that's not familiar with that show, it's about a black family that moves into a white California neighborhood in the 50s and gets, um, you know, all of the benefits of um, good old American racism 
and um, also dealing with a lot of their own heritage and a lot of their own baggage. It was an amazing show. It's only about 15 episodes. If you haven't seen it, I'd say go mm. watch it just for her, just for her performance alone and Allison Pills in it. And she's amazing in it. But I just thought that this, um, this, this role would fit uh, Deborah Ariindi very well. And the other one that I thought of, have either of you watched Altered Carbon on Netflix? No, Chris, you're cheating by no. watching modern stuff. I mean, I'm sorry. Is, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm googling have, names as you're saying them, so I can look the, at people and go, "Oh, yeah, that looks." The first, oh, okay. the first season of Altered Carbon had a female cop who was like the second lead of the show, and she was amazing. Her name is uh, Martha Higar. I'm, I'm not going to say it right again. Higareda, H-I-G-A-R-E-D-A. And she was terrific in that. And again, it's more of the, you know, tough as nails aspect. Um, But I think that both of them, given the opportunity, could play, you know, any number of different types of scenes with any number of different types of emotions because they're actors. So, yes. Anyway, um, I think you're the only one who's got a fan casting idea on this. I one. know, I and know, I, Matt, I actually i did <laughs> I did sit down and, and think about a lot of these. So if I, I feel like if I'm filibustering on them, just let me know because uh, I was I was I really wanted to put some thought into that aspect of it. Oh, sure, well, helps or, to kind of got, picture some of it. On on the the fan casting side for the, for both the female characters, so for for Jen as well. Um, I, I just got the same name only because I saw her in a play, uh, last week and I fell in love with her and I was like, oh, okay, I, I need to see you in other stuff. No, but, um, Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I have never seen Brooklyn oh, Nine-Nine. Um, but I love her. She's great. I, I've her not play. seen her in anything, but, uh, she does, or at least what I saw her in, she could fit the bill for Addison, um, really well. But I, I also do feel like I'm biased because I walked away from that play thinking, I need to see Brooklyn Nine Nine now because she was so good. Oh yeah, she's great in Brooklyn Nine Nine. She's um, she would be a great leaper too because I've seen her play lots of different kinds of characters and she yeah. do different kinds of things. Uh, oh, she'd be great. I like oh, that you know, idea. Yeah, I th- I've seen her in. So stuff. I had yeah, her for she... Addison, but I'd, I'd be happy to see her as Janice. Well, I just want to see her in other stuff. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Um, Matt, why don't you take the next? Oh, Allison, I'm sorry. Did you have any fan casting for this character? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <You did laughs> On say. with the show. Yeah. Matthew Dale. I'm s- this fan you casting did. idea was fantastic. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, it, Ian Wright, Quantum Leap's non-binary chief architect of the AI program who prefers the, comp- uh, the company of computers to that of other people. The open ethnicity casting calls for a person in their 20s and encourages non-binary actors to submit. This is very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. This is the character description that made me think that this was a fake character list. Same. Same. Yeah, it's just because <laughs> it's just because it sounds so it's so like a joke to say non-binary. <laughs> right. Programmer. A, a non-binary computer programmer. <laughs> Not because they're non-binary, just the the play on words with the yeah. with the yes. programming and all that. Um this this has a good opportunity to be a very quirky kind of character. Could yeah. be something interesting. I'm glad that it's um this seems to be kind of the gushy equivalent, but they're doing their own thing. There's mm. the, the option to they, expand on something different here. They seem to be doing more of a Sheldon thing. Um I, I definitely saw Sheldon Cooper there, uh, apart from the non-binary aspect. Uh, can someone um, is is non-binary the same as like asexual or is bisexual? Like what? Or they no, don't? Not, they non- themselves no. don't identify as a male or a female. Like what? What can someone define that for me? 
Well, non-binary means you don't identify as as any gender. Uh, it's fluid. Um, uh, gotcha. Asexual is uh, if you don't uh, have sexual desires. Uh, you don't. It, it's a spectrum, but uh, yeah. non-binary is is different. Okay, but it's more to do with with uh, gender and the, the self perception yes. of gender than it is to do with sexuality. Yeah, yes. like they would go gotcha. by they them. Gotcha. Than a gotcha. specific okay. gender. You know, now that you say that, and the more I thought about this when I found out that this was real, if, if you're going to introduce a non if you're going to introduce a non-binary character, why not make that the leaper? Doesn't that open up a whole ton of story possibilities? That's yes, true. And no, though. Because I I don't know because surely part of the part of the enjoyment of seeing Sam leap into a woman uh, was always how uncomfortable Sam was with that. Um, maybe a, a non-binary leaper shoes. would just be yeah, but maybe a non-binary leaper may just be okay. I, I have no issue either way, or an equal issue either way. Mm. So I don't know. I just thought it might um, lead to more compelling story possibilities and a little bit of a different wrinkle than we've uh, seen with Sam being a fish out of water a lot of the time. Maybe. Here's something to think about. So this uh, this programmer is going to be working on Ziggy. I- I'm presuming it's going to be Ziggy again since they're working at Sam's project trying to figure it's gotta, out what happened. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be yeah, Ziggy. Yeah, it's got to be Ziggy again. And Deborah's got to be voicing it. Oh, yes. It's, yeah, exactly. I'm putting that out there. <laughs> Ziggy is also non-binary, really, or gender fluid, because Ziggy went from being he to she to whatever they decided they were going to say that episode. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe there's sort of a connection there with, you know, like Ian connects to Ziggy in some way. Okay. Yeah. So, I, but I, I do find it interesting, and in this is the other reason why I thought this didn't this didn't read as uh, as a, a real character call, that they've, they've got in one character, they've got the non-binary elements, and although it's not explicitly stated, the hint of some level of autism. Both in the same character. Well, it's like, yeah, uh, I mean, I guess. The fact they prefer a company of computers to that of other people, you kind of get that with programming characters a lot. It's almost kind I of know, a cliche but, in the genre. But, but they, yeah, yeah, they could have spread that out a little bit more. But, you know, I mean, it'll create a three-dimensional character with, yeah. You, you can have more than one character quirk. Uh, it just, yeah. It just jumped like out this, as a surprise to me. Yeah. I feel like this will be a small part. Mm. I don't feel like this is a character they're going to highlight as much, although there will be important story elements, because obviously the programming is yeah. going to come into play. Yeah. But I don't yeah, think they'll I, I be think, as important. I think that since we're probably going to see a lot more of the project here, um, they needed to really think about how we're going to round out the project cast uh, as opposed yeah. to the leap of the week. And this was just one way to do it, because who would you naturally have? And who knows, in this the writing, gonna- this, this character might get more or might get less, depending on fan reaction, and also depending on what the writers discover they can or can't do with them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, This has got to be another character who's a genius, too, because they're in their 20s and they're working on a time travel project AI program? Like, yep. it's got to be yeah. like another Wonder Kid. I, I got to think that anybody at the project is going to be something of a genius uh, if they're on the technical side of it. So I, I think mm. you got to be. Anyway, um, I I have no clue who I would cast in <laughs> can, this. I mean, can any of us name one nine no. non-binary actor? Exactly. Can exactly. Name one? Find, some, find someone new is my is my imperative here. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, think it'll be someone anyone knows, but be a good get for two, anyone. But 
only because of Star Trek. So, I mean, Di- Disco oh. has Ian Alexander and Blue Del Barrio. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe that's after I stopped watching. But... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they they join in, both of them join in season three. Um, okay. And, and they're both age appropriate. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's better... many other non-binary actors out yeah. there. I just have no idea. Yeah, I, I would I would prefer that they find someone like discover someone um and yes. make it so that the character isn't just sort of um one note. I, I, mm. I, I don't know. I this is the problem you have when you have call sheets like this. I know we have a few more characters to go, but I've I've encountered this when I've tried to like um synopsize some story ideas that I've had or character ideas that I've had. No matter how you try to nuance it in just these dumb brief descriptions, it always comes off as trite. There's just yeah. no way to give a sense of depth. So that's where you get like weird descriptions like non-binary uh, doesn't like the, the company no, of humans. I, don't think, and, I think it, non-binary is important to the character the same I, as saying, I, I, like, I, that was probably a bad example. Suppo- what the ethnicity is supposed to You're be. Right. And I guess but maybe, it, but maybe they are they are wide and I think that's on purpose because you could see an actor and you're like, I see something here and take that from them and create this character out of it. The same thing happened on the original show. A lot of stuff from Sam and Al came from Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell. So I think you got to kind of leave it open a little bit to to what you think might work. Um, yeah. it, it does yeah. say it. they encouraged non-binary mm. actors to submit. Right. Not that it's required. And I really yes. hope if that's what they're going to make the character, that it is actually a non-binary actor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as do I. And uh, I think maybe a better example is saying that Addison is smart, witty, fearless. Like, okay, oh, sure. those are just those are just words on a page, you know. Um, but it really comes down to, okay, does Addison have chemistry with Ben? And how can they explore that relationship? And, you know, with good writing and good chemistry between the actors, like you just got done saying, Allison, they could have something phenomenal on their hands. It just yeah, is, it, you know, will the magic, will the lightning strike twice? So, and I said magic, so that, I guess that brings me down. <laughs> well, hang, hang on, just before what we move on. Th- no, just, just to that point, I think that the other thing to keep in mind, I know we know this, but just to really underline this, this is not something that's intended for public consumption. So all, yeah. all that stuff about like the relationship <laughs> between the characters, if they were writing something to tease us and excite the fans, they may drop some hints about that. But actually, this this is for casting agencies to say, this is the 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 height and color and age and weight and you know mm. all these kind yeah. of just the very dull give us stuff. all your headshots of people that fit this description <sighs> exactly and i'm sure they've got a lot of stuff buzzing around in their head that if they were promoting the show and saying the these are who the characters are to the general public uh they wouldn't talk about most of this stuff they'd be talking about other stuff um sure. so yeah oh, that's a good point i didn't consider that this is more more workmanlike than anything else. So, so like you, you know say, it's, put... it's trite, but that's it's got to be trite. Mm-hmm. You know why they put the non-binary character in there so that people could go, it's too woke. <laughs> yeah, that's another <laughs> thing oh, I was I thinking. Not, I was going to try and get through the whole episode without using the word woke. Yeah. <laughs> just to be clear, none of us think that. That's just what no, people think yeah. when anyone exists outside of straight white people. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's the other thing that made me think uh, the addition of this character um, made the this casting like suspicious because it seemed custom designed to generate controversy and the negative kind of comments Maybe that you get. Maybe they want that controversy. With, They're like, yeah. bring it. Exactly. Bring like, the click, controversy, like, guys. But I'm we're thinking, quantum leap. If you're going to do gonna clickbait. We're going to all it, of these uh, things. 
if you're going to really engage toxic fandom, then this is tailor made for that. Hmm. So it just made me think they're just looking for clicks. They're just looking for people to be angry. But it's so no, great they can that, do that, stuff this is like this that, now because like in great. the '90s they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have even touch. You didn't even know what non-binary was in the '90s. Either, yeah, you know. So it's cool that this is the perfect evolution of Quantum Leap. That's great. Well, here we finally have a legacy character. Um, it is <laughs> Herbert. Everybody knows this by now. Herbert Magic yeah. Williams, a Vietnam vet and current head of the time travel project at Quantum Leap. Herbert Magic Williams uses his no-nonsense personality and aura of control to keep the Pentagon at bay while the team tries to rescue Ben. The casting calls for a black man in his <laughs> 60s. QL info, QLinfo.net note. Um, obviously, this is magic from uh, the Leap Back Part 2 of Vietnam, or the Leap Home Part 2 of Vietnam. Uh, and Matt wisely writes that if magic was roughly 20 in the original leap 1970 on assumption that the new show is set circa 2025 the character will be around 75 years old by now casting may be for someone in their 60s playing older rather than cast rather than cast an age-appropriate actor who may find the schedule grueling note that the original mirror image for magic was christopher kirby in his first on-screen role he was an he is an accomplished screen actor now with a long cv however he is in his 50s and resides in australia so we expect he will not be involved so that's your speculation matt that he will not be involved pure speculation and yeah i mean Uh, but he has noted he was interested though yes has he? Uh, yeah, I was wondering if we had any updates on that because um, I haven't. Um, Hayden was was in contact with him. And, oh, uh, Hayden. He, yeah, yeah. He messaged him and he said that he didn't know there was a um, a reboot happening and he was interested <laughs> in it. So he was trying to like get in contact with them. So, oh, that'd who be knows? Cool. But yeah, he maybe. is about twenty years too young, and he, he doesn't is, seem yeah. to do much outside Australia. Like he's he's got a long CV, but it's all. Like like the Matrix films that were made in Australia, um, and you know, kind of American productions that were shot down under. They're like, we need someone so, who can do an American accent. We got an yes. American Aust- in Australia. Get in here. Yeah, but yeah, he's got like a pretty good uh, resume. So yeah. we know he could do it if he wanted to. If he was uh, going to play older, I guess. But I don't mm. know. The age thing is wonky. It's wonky. <laughs> That's this character. <laughs> this was the other thing that made me think that this was phony because. Of all the legacy characters to tap, <laughs> Magic just seems like a weird choice age-wise. I don't know. Maybe they were just looking for who's a, mem- a memorable military person to fit this kind of role. And uh, Leap Home Part 2 was a pretty memorable episode. So True. maybe that was the thought. They could I have think had it's uh, just Tom it's- work in this role <laughs> if they wanted to. <laughs> It's Be just trolling all the fans that have been saying, we've got to have Sammy Joe back. Sammy Joe is such an important character for the original series. We've got to have her back. Like, nope, we're not bringing Sammy Joe back. But remember that guy that appeared in a mirror for two seconds? <laughs> this, leaves, this leaves it pretty open because, like, we don't know anything about magic other than no. apparently he was pretty good at guessing stuff. He was kind of like a good luck charm to them. Yeah, he had the, the sixth sense, right? Damn, yeah, magic. My, my, my worry about this character is, uh, again, these are all very concise, short descriptions, so who knows? Um, no-nonsense military guy talking about Pentagon stuff. I get extremely bored with very military-heavy plot lines. I know Quantum Leap had a lot of military stuff, but 
a lot of it wasn't really focused on let's get the Pentagon out of here, or let's get this under control and have lots of guys in suits talking about yes. important things. And yeah. and I worry about having boring scenes like that. Yeah, hmm. me too. See, now you went the complete opposite direction because I'm thinking now we can do some deep dive into Quantum Leap lore because magic could still be connected to Tom in some way since they were platoon hey. uh, mates. Yeah. And you can now get more into getting Sam into the mix because magic obviously is going to remember, hey, I've been at this project before. So he's coming from the perspective of a leap E. Which is, it's like blowing my mind. It's just like, I can't wait for them to explore some aspects of that because my whole book was about that. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, they better reread your book before they do anything. Yeah. Well, they don't want Magic to be like a murderous psychopath. Mud wrestling character in there. What was her name? (laughs) Teresa. Teresa, the mud wrestler. (laughs) Get her in there. She's keeping the Pentagon at bay. But, no, yeah, this is I, cool though because th- this character, uh, even though we didn't know him very well, I think that works to our advantage. It's not really tied to much other than he he was a leapy in the waiting room, so he has that connection. So they can come up with some interesting ideas. I think. Yeah, it's an open book. It's an mm-hmm. open book. I just the the age is the only thing that threw me on this, but I guess look, they're they're just gonna fudge it, just like they were gonna yeah, fudge well, Sammy Joe's age yeah, and a bold I mean, leap Matt's, forward. Why would they Matt's fudge just it? Might be might be right. It might just be someone playing older yeah i don't all right i'm i don't know i think that but you're right i mean that's part of why i thought that it was fake casting at first because Mm. that along with other stuff just didn't seem to add up but i mean it's not impossible for them to bring back (laughs) just so random (laughs) yeah well I, i just this is the aspect of the show that i find the most intriguing so I can't wait to see if and how they play with the former Leapy now come home to roost idea. God, God. What are the fan casting thoughts on this one? Because I got two. Go for it, Chris. Uh, number one, Ernie Hudson. Mr. Ernie Hudson. Oh, Ernie <laughs> Hudson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. Ernie Hudson. I have no other thoughts now. Ernie Hudson, <laughs> get him in here. And the other one that I think could just absolutely knock it out of the park, but, you know, he's too famous, is Jeffrey Wright. And if you don't know who he is, he played Felix Letterer in the new Bond movies. He's been in um, a ton of stuff. He's one of those oh, guys. Yes. If you, if, if yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. him, you'd know him. You know, yeah, and I think that he would be phenomenal, phenomenal in it. But I think that they got what a much better chance of getting, you know, Ernie Hudson. <sighs> How old is Ernie Hudson? He's he's past his sixties, isn't he? I think he's in his sixties, maybe early seventies. He's age appropriate. He's age appropriate. Yeah, he could. <laughs> he could be magic. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I've just spent the last few months watching Avery Brooks stride around the screen being no-nonsense and militaristic, so I, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't Avery get anyone Brooks. other than Avery Brooks out of my head. Um, but Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah I don't, I don't just, know. If, oh, uh, Westworld. Oh, God, yes, he was, he was in Westworld. Westworld. Yeah, he, yes. was, he was the tech back at, back at the project in Westworld, right? Yes. yes. So, yeah. What about yeah, the, uh, the other guy good. from Brooklyn Nine-Nine that was the captain, Captain Holt? Shit. Oh, I'm already forgetting. Shit, he his came name. up in my in my Andre research. Andre Brower? Uh, yeah, Andre Brower. Yeah. yeah, get him in on there. Was, 
Wasn't he in like Law and Order too? Like he he did both serious and comedic been. roles. He do, is, he yeah. does no nonsense characters very well, which made right. it very funny in Brooklyn Nine Nine. But yeah, I have not seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. I have to guess. I have to start watching that because people just say the best things about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny show. Yeah, other than I don't really have a lot of ideas. I I love the Ernie Hudson idea. It's very mm. good. Well, you're welcome. So now we'll all be disappointed if it's not uh, Winston Zedmore. Also, <laughs> Andre Brower, he worked with uh, Scott Bakula in Men of a Certain Age. He was in that oh, show. Oh, that's with true. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So all we got to do is get Ray Romano back, and you'll yeah. have a Men of a Certain <laughs> Age. Men of a Certain Age, Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> that's- <laughs> Ray Romano is Addison. <laughs> that's what when. Prasad leaps into le- leaps into the <laughs> into Long sleeping. Island in the nineties. Debra, oh, no. <laughs> my mom's coming over. <laughs> oh boy! I, literally. I, saw, I saw one episode of Men of a Certain Age, and it's where they were going to get free colonoscopies together. <laughs> And the whole thing, I was thinking, like, what's this show about? They're just old men scared of death. <laughs> like, Ray Romano's just like, oh, no, death is following me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch this. It, was, it wasn't a good show. <laughs> despite Scott's uh, presence, despite what they – I know what they were trying to do, but it just wasn't executed very well. So It was it, – uh, Matt, if you want to see, like, um, a sad – yet quirky take on midlife crisis and post-midlife crisis. That's men of a certain age. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. still Scott years Bacula's away like from kind thinking of a playboy in that crisis. show, isn't he? He's supposed yeah. to be kind of a playboy kind of guy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. anyway. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see what they do with Magic. Magic is my favorite addition to the cast as yeah. a legacy character, and um, it just opens up all the possibilities. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. This is not by design, but you keep getting all the female characters, Allison. Isn't that funny? All right. I'll read about the lady. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Jen, uh, she's the head of security at Quantum Leap HQ. Described as quirky but formidable, she makes it her mission to figure out how Ben could have both leapt back in time and erased all evidence of the leap in the future. They have no information on the casting or anything. Uh I don't know anything about this character, and uh, I don't really know how her character fits into, like, multiple storylines. Yeah, like, head of security, how- and I don't – she to figure out how Ben could have both left back and erased all evidence of the leap. Yeah, I don't I, really understand yeah, any I don't, of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't – I don't – so that's a plot element that is – it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense without context. So it's like they're giving up some information there just based on the mission of this character. Why would the head of security be be in charge of this? Is this just a thing she just takes it upon herself to do? Like, I don't know. Or maybe she's oh. got to be the one to present like, uh, I, like maybe she's serving two masters. Like she's got to tell the committee what's going on. So how could this have happened under your watch kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I guess really, if he if out. he erased a bunch of evidence, he he must have like hacked the systems or something like that. There's there's the security uh, yeah. element there. Why yeah. would he have erased the evidence of the leap though? He's leaping. <laughs> I don't know. On this, I, see, that's, <laughs> I don't know. Why are so many people quirky, formidable, but no nonsense? <laughs> <It's> just everyone. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know what? Now, Matt, I can't get your uh, fan casting out of out of my mind for this because she would be perfect. Um, Stephanie uh, Beatrice again. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my god! Uh, just, yeah. Just both of them. The look of her and and everything yeah. like that. But yeah. I thought of. Um, because I absolutely adore is um, Zazzy Beats from Deadpool and Joker. Oh my god, Zazzy Beats! <laughs> I love Zazzy Beats. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, they don't describe an age range or ethnicity right, or right. any oh, sort yeah, of things. Okay. She played Domino. Yeah. 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 And she was really funny in that. So I was, yes. I was more yeah. picking up the quirky aspect because when I saw quirky, I was thinking – they're thinking Zoe Dashnell. They're thinking Manic Pixie yeah. Dream Girl bullshit. And I, I – <laughs> God, I hope they don't go that route. Well, I if just, she's head of security, I imagine they're going to have a little bit of edge. She could probably kick some ass if, she, if she's head of think- security. So, Zoe Deschanel's not the head of security type. The the adorable thing just doesn't work. <laughs> for just when security. I when I just see quirky, it's just shorthand for you know nerd girl. That's all. Yeah. I'm gonna be the head of security, but first I'm gonna do a little dance in my underwear. <laughs> I'm the perfect woman. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know on this one. Confusing yeah. character description. Yeah, this is one confuses the hell out of me. <laughs> Head scratcher. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where Jen falls into all of this. Oh. Um, we all have right, some, Matt. What's the yeah. What's the next one? We have some additional so guest stars. Additional guest stars: Janice, a mysterious woman who was working with Ben in the present before his leap through time, whose true motives remain unknown. The role is described as a recurring guest spot, casting a white woman in her 40s. Sadly, a little bit too young for Renee Coleman. Because uh, that, that, that would have been mine. Can I tell you? Yeah, because that's all I have written down, Renee Coleman. <laughs> because it's obviously Aaliyah. It's obviously Aaliyah. I, you know what? I I'm going to take it in a different direction. I think it's Sam. I think it's yeah. Sam in disguise. I think he's leaped in to help them out. That's what I think. And you think they'll, they'll actually cast Scott Bakula in a wig? <laughs> and they don't know it's him. Like, <laughs> and they hope everyone, the audience don't it's realize. It's Janice. Is Donna around? If she finds me, I'm going to be hit in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> so, according what to if the Donna face- just showed up and she's like, "Sam, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing for the last thirty years? I've been waiting around here. <laughs> oh boy." <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with this. I uh, if it's not an I, evil I think both of these guesses are are pretty on the money. I think it's going to be one or the other. What of it's either going to be Sam, Sam or Aaliyah. or Aaliyah. Okay, I think whoever it is but, has leaped into them. I don't think I think Janice is a disguise of some sort, a leaping aura. But if, all right, but if that's, that's the case, why does it matter that she's white? Like you would have thought this would be an open ethnicity casting. If it's a if it's a leapy and we're seeing the aura, it doesn't actually matter. The age might matter in terms of relationship with the characters. But this yeah, should be an open true. ethnicity casting if it's a leapy. So I I just preferred it was Renee Coleman just, you know, walking around being yeah. like, No one knows who I am. <laughs> well, I know that I hope you... we get to see Aaliyah again no matter what. Yeah. I, I want to know more about the evil leapers. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they're they're part of the canon, so everything everything is fair game, and it would be yes. pretty cool to to see it depending on how they did it. But again, that's the caveat for all of this, depending on how they do it. But uh, sure, on uh, Fate's Wide Wheel, Matt, you noted that they described this as a very meaningful 
character. And I, I know I listened to that entire show, but I can't remember if they gave any more context than that. No, that's, that's yeah. all they're sharing at the moment. Gotcha. Because I know they, you guys they, know they more. Know something. Over there with your school. How scoops. old would Sammy Joe be at this point? <laughs> when was she born? 70-something? She'd be yeah. as old as Magic. Really? She no, I don't know. 70s? I don't know when Sammy... I don't know when Trilogy old. takes place, so... No, because uh, she, uh, she was born... Trilogy 2 is 60s. Well, him, it, just put Trilogy 50s, 60s, 70s? Trilogy 3. I, f- I feel like it was the Quantum 60s leap. in part 2, so she, yeah. she'd be in her 60s, yeah. Trilogy 3, uh, July 28th, 1978. Sammy Joe was probably around, what, 9, 10 years old in that? Like, yeah. Did they give her an age? So well, yeah, she, it would be about nine months after Trilogy 2. Why are you looking up Trilogy 3 and trying to figure it out from there? Because I don't care. Um, <laughs> trilogy 2 is when she was conceived. It's, it's nine we months after Trilogy conception. 2. All right, calm down. All right, calm down, everybody. 66. <laughs> so she was probably 66. born in 1967, which makes Sammy Joe around 55 years old. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, so it makes her 55 now. If we're in 2025, she's hitting 60. Yeah. yeah, but 20, they said that it's know. set in present day, so it's not 2025, right? It's Well, you said sir, Matt wrote circa 2025. That's where I'm getting that from. It's all yeah, that's no, confusing that was- with, is it is it the future from the end of Quantum Leap, or is it our future 30 years? I don't know. Well, the press release, the original press release said 30 years after Sam started leaping, which we know was <laughs> 1995, hence 2025. Yeah. But we also know press releases don't give a shit about details and it's just because yeah, yeah, I think they're the, just rounding the people I mean, reading it are going to go I remember that show from 30 years ago oh, either yeah. way in any event Sammy Joe is not a woman in her 40s no yeah unless they were again it was someone playing older or something but I don't know why they would do that in that particular case but if we find um, out I, her I surname think... is Om O-double-M <laughs> I don't then understand what that means. Sammy Joe. No, if they did that, that would be the dumbest twist in the history of television. <laughs> I would hate it. Hate it. Who played uh, Abigail? Was it Melora Horton? The older version, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, since since Abigail, since Sammy Joe, Abigail looked like Sammy Joe when she was a kid, and then it was the same actress came back to play Sammy Joe. Then yeah. would if stand they to had reason Melora that... Harden playing her again, I, I would like to see Melora Harden. I just, I don't yeah. think I would like to see Sammy Joe, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see how they did it. Um, I think as far as the, the time, the setting of the show uh, in the new thing, um, one of the most confusing things they didn't really need to do in Quantum Leap was set the project in the future from when the show aired because it was only like six or seven years in the future but there was all these like things that wouldn't happen in six or seven years you wouldn't have like all these like advancements like that like they could have just said it in 1990 whatever and then i mean i mean like 1989 when it first premiered and then just say all of this weird stuff is because it's the project like you just say like these are weird project things I think they just wanted to give it its own flavor and flair, so yeah. that helps build the mythology of the show and the look of the show and gives it credibility because it doesn't have to line up. And I think they kept it in the near future because that way Sam could still leap back into the 50s. You're just fudging yeah, around with exactly, like four or five years. Exactly, but it just doesn't years. make any sense that the, it would turn into Back to the Future 2 in like six or seven years. It just <laughs> didn't make any sense. And it made Sam and Al older than they were, so it was a little confusing as to these characters' ages. <laughs> 
but you know, sci-fi has got to have its uh, people in um, silver baked potato <laughs> costumes. And, it wouldn't uh, be Quantum Leap if anything made any sense. So maybe this new show is just following in the footsteps of the other one. Like, don't think about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. If, if it's one thing that's we're we're so much more sticklers for all of this kind of stuff these days because people do nothing but binge watch old shows back to back to back yeah. to back. So I, I, yeah, I, I think that we're going to have to take a lot of big grains of salt when it comes to the continuity uh, of this, of no. this reboot, because no, no, Don, no, no, does, no. Don doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I, I will be watching these some... episodes six times each to come up with theories as to how they don't contradict the continuity of when he leapt into Midnight Caller and Night Gods. You're doing Caller that to, s- doing that to sell books. Opportunities for head cannons. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. <laughs> uh, Matt, you want to take the last of the uh, guest roles, or did you do Janice? Yeah, I did Janice. Oh, then I guess it's me. I do Naomi. <laughs> a wife attempting to ask her husband for a divorce. Unfortunately, she doesn't realize Ben currently occupies her husband's body. Oh, boy. The open <laughs> ethnicity casting calls for a woman in her late 30s. So what this says to me is that we are going to have normal domestic issues as yeah. the main issues for the leap. So I'm real excited about that. Yeah, I just I'm I don't know if I'm really crazy about having a divorce story as the first story, but I guess it's as good as any other, you know, normal quote normal person story type of type of leap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be yeah. establishing stuff. It yeah. doesn't have to be a big story. I don't imagine it'll be like a a crazy thing. It's just like this is Ben figuring out what's going on. This is the project figuring out what happened. Yeah. Mm. And uh yeah, there was some more stuff in the plot details later, but I'm really glad that this is not like he leaps in and there's sudden big historical event that he's got to stop or some something like that. Like it's just something yes. very solid. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no no thoughts for casting on this. It could be anybody. I mean, just name oh, name wife. An yeah. unhappy cast wife. me. <laughs> Anyone who's listening, cast me. I could be wife lady. You're not in your I late thirties. Not in the late thirties. I could play older. I'm thirty two. <laughs> I could I could play a little older. Give me a little gray in my hair or something. All right, there you Come go, guys. You won't have gray in your hair by the, by the time. Your, your hair is going to be pro- progressively less gray as you get older. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Allison Pregler is open. She's open for business. You heard yeah, that. Contact you heard that. me, casting people. I'm going to be in Canada sometime observer. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> the observer That's from that. from that other podcast from uh, Fate's Wide Wheel. Yeah. If you're listening. Spread the word. Hey, let's face it. If if any of us had the chance to go and be a mirror image, we would fly over to Canada straight away. Oh, hell so yeah, you know, just, I would just to Canada. Are you kidding? If if he's going to leap into a British looking guy in his early forties, um, kind of chubby, uh, yeah, give me a shout. Do you know anyone like that? <laughs> <laughs> British looking. <laughs> So uh, I I think uh, Matt should go over some of these plot details because these are things that you have uh, harvested for (laughs) for info from the the uh, Fate's Wide Wheel and put on Fate's Wide Wheel once again. Thank you, Fate's Wide Wheel, for all of this information. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, this is summarizing them. So, like Chris said, uh, if you've not listened to it, do go and listen to it. Um, But it's been out there for a week, so I feel synopsizing their episode is fair game by now. Um, So they pointed out that unlike the original pilot, we're going to see Ben leap into the middle of a historical event in the late 80s. 
He's not there to change anything about the outcome, but the historical event is the backdrop of the episode. So speculation. Yeah, I guess it's I mean, like a, it sounds, sounds like a kiss with history, fine. but yeah. Um, when did a, when a did the Berlin Wall fall? Ooh, yeah, maybe that's mm-hmm. going. Yeah, on. was that late eighties? I'm just trying to think of things when I was in you know jun- junior senior in high school. That was late eighties. That were you know huge events, but I did not pay attention to the news then. <laughs> so I'm the worst person to ask. So I'm going yeah, to go to Tiananmen Square or uh, Berlin Wall. Yeah, I think but like I- it's fine having it as a backdrop. I think that's good as long as it's not just Sam leaping in the middle of like David Hasselhoff singing at the Berlin Wall, you know, like <laughs> or Ben <laughs> leaping into that. You know, I think like it should be not the focus of it. Are we are we thinking he might leap out of America though? Because I'm, I'm figuring if he's so. if if he's going to be leaping into the middle of a historical event that forms the backdrop. It can't just be something that's on TV. And like, yeah, oh yeah, on the other side of the world. I know, I know the Berlin Wall was big, but also, I guess yeah, if you're in America in the 80s, anything. there's, there's not like, much you can do with that as a plot line. Yeah. If, you know, unless you're like, actually involved in the politics of it. It could be like uh, the AIDS crisis. It could be any sort of yes. thing that's like historical. So that's, it doesn't that's necessarily what I'm kind of thinking. have to be something yeah. that actually is is much more immediate. So they can get away with saying, "Okay, that's not what he's here for." Yeah, well, I guess it wouldn't be AIDS crisis if he's like, "I will stop this." Because yeah. that'd be a little hard to try and figure out. But uh, and yeah. they never said anything about Naomi. It didn't say that she's an American housewife. It no. says a wife attempting to ask her yeah. husband for a door. She could be an he could be an attaché to some diplomat, and she could be his wife. She could be the diplomat. Who knows? It could be. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and it could be that it's not necessarily in the United States. And I think this show probably will open things up to other countries and other places um especially if they're doing it's probably going to be a shorter episode order because that's just how things are now Mm. and the budget might be a little bit better to try and like (sighs) emulate that sort of thing yeah give it a sequel to blood moon yeah blood moon (laughs) part two nothing says worldly history like blood moon part two (laughs) get tommy thompson on the blower everyone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he'd be super excited <laughs> at last <laughs> and i guess that it, it kind of ties into the next point and we we spoke about this already the heart of this show and again i'm just quoting the fates wide world guys here the heart of this show is exactly the same in so many ways the domestic quality if you will of the leaps is going to be something that we continue to see that these are real people everyday people and that, that's Good, what you were great. just saying chris it's yeah yeah seems, but seems to it be. kind of contradicts what i said her being like some kind of uh, uh you're talking domestic real everyday you 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 think of like a nuclear family yeah it's, i think dynamic. what they're saying is it's not going to be like marilyn monroe elvis kind of stuff like they want to see like yeah, this, right. these are people that it's not necessarily big but everyone's important Yes. Yeah. And when I say great. nuclear family dynamic, I don't mean the actual episode nuclear family. I just mean like the, the <laughs> actual family, technical the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh, I am so excited to see if they do any follow ups to other leaps. Like, yeah. I don't think we're going to see Jimmy again, though that would be cool. But I, I bet we'll see um, Troy and Belisario in there somewhere. Maybe a Teresa thing. Yeah, yeah right. that would be great. She's of a, a perfect age to reprise yeah. the role. So, yeah. yeah. That would be terrific, because um, that's a, a big. I think another mother. Um, that that part with Al and Teresa was it was Teresa, right? Yeah, it was, was Teresa. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Teresa. Yeah, I make sure I'm getting that right. But that to me is one of the most endearing um, pieces of Quantum Leap 
that that I've ever seen with him singing Inchworm and and all yeah. of that. So it would give me the feels to bring back that character. <laughs> um, again, we don't have Dean to play off of her anymore, which is a tragedy. But you know, we weren't going to get Dean anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah I think it's, it would be great to just see what's going on with that character, or see what's going on with significant characters from the past and how their lives have changed. And Troyan has carried her own show, basically. I mean, she's been, yeah. uh, you know, a lead actress in she, a couple she of things can, now. She right? can act now, unlike yeah. when she, she was <laughs> like, you know, four. However. That's mean. That's mean. She was doing her best. She was very young. But yeah. she, she actually can act. Didn't it wasn't act. just. <laughs> she needed to be adorable, and she was yes. adorable. That's yes. true. It was a great episode. She was great in it. I'm sorry, Troyan. I know she's listening. <laughs> Don't guys cast me in the show. I didn't mean what I said about Troy. <laughs> What's the next? But you know, point, you don't but... always see with child actors them still acting and actually having no. some uh, ability as adults, um, because no. clearly she's being kind of led around. So yeah. Anyway, it's just kind of it's a cool <laughs> idea to think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, should we move swiftly on? Yeah, um, yeah. do it. The, Chris is going to be so happy about this. The project will be shown just as much as the past. I knew it was going to be. I yeah. called that I mean, early. We, we, we all figured that that uh, this this was going to be season six, just with a thirty year wait. Yeah, this is everything this, season five was leading towards. This worries me a little bit too, though, because on the one hand, yes, I am glad we're seeing more of the project. I want to see more of the project. The fact it's going to be shown just as much as the past. How long are these episodes going to be? Like 40 minutes is like the standard? Yeah. Unless it's some yeah. sort of streaming no, thing and no, it's a little bit longer. Stuff, like- I've seen them go, um, they're usually, the shortest I've seen is like 40 or so minutes. They're usually around 52 minutes uh, to yeah, but like, this is a, like an hour like- one. But this is going to be airing on NBC, right? It's not like a streaming no, exclusive. No, this is going to be on Peacock. Well, it's going to be on Peacock, but is it a Peacock original? Like, is I it... see this as a Peacock original. That's just what I assume. Oh, that's I, what I'm I could expecting. Be wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, if but... they have a little more time, I, I feel better about it. Because at the average length with commercials now, shows are about 40 minutes. And that would just be 20 minutes to tell a leap story and 20 minutes to tell a project story. And that's just so small. Yeah. I would not be surprised. If um, before this pilot airs, hmm, maybe they'll do like a Vulcan Hello thing with it um, where they air the pilot on NBC proper and say, if you want to see the rest of this new Quantum Leap, here's how you get it. It's on Peacock. Just like they tried to draw people to CBS All Access, which became Paramount Plus when uh, Discovery Mm -hmm. came out. I don't know. Either way – Whatever length it ends up being, and we're talking about the difference of minutes here, I'm I'm a little sad that uh, we we may be seeing less than thirty minutes of, of historical stuff in every episode. But if they if the project stuff is really that good, and if they're throwing that much behind it, uh, then it'll be something different. Mm. Yeah, no no long scenes of arguing with the Pentagon, please. Yes. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need long Pentagon arguments. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but if this... they have cool stuff, like yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. But I just don't want the the leaps to feel rushed. But it yeah. may be they're they're just sort of uh, summarizing the idea, like that the project isn't just like a little side thing. So it yeah. might just be whatever is needed at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, but uh, their next their next uh, plot point really points up to it being of equal standing. Yes. 
yeah, know, plot wise. It's, it's going to be an ensemble show. Everyone has a pretty heavy role to play. They say, uh, which yeah, given the fact that you've only got uh, you've got a leaper and an observer in the past, but then to bring out the other characters, they they would have to have significant time in the present day. Yeah. So and anyway, I I that's the way I always pictured it, and I I feel like um. I don't think that they could do it any other way in this TV environment because yeah, they require a certain amount of serialization in streaming platforms um, in the current TV landscape. And the only way to really do that, because Quantum Leap's an, uh, an anthology show, yeah, is to go back and do project stuff and have that be the through line that, yes. that gives you the cliffhanger in addition to the where did Ben leap this week, in addition to the oh boy. So, oh, I, but what you, if? you know what? I just what realized if? with with serialization, that means we're not going to have that that classic thing we had in the original series, where at, at the end of every three or four episodes, he leaps back into Jesse Tyler, ready for a repeat. <laughs> I, I actually just, I just realized how much I'm going to miss that. that there's there's going to be an, an order to watch these things in, and not like ah, we got a couple of weeks off. Let's let's put color of truth in again. <laughs> what if they did? And here's just just a thought. What if the stuff at the project wasn't like some long ongoing serialization what if we just saw the stuff that al talked about that kind of thing like it'd be like oh no addison's boyfriend's cheating on her with with ian (laughs) and then you got like there's an office party going on and deborah and coding or whatever like it's just like a big shit show right the entire quantum leap is a big mess and we just see every week all the dumb things they're doing behind the scenes that could be a way to go come on like You went to a ball game, Addison? Like, I got things going on. Now I had tickets. I didn't know you were going to be leaping when I was going to be going to the Lakers game. Now, come on. You got to think about me sometimes, Ben. (laughs) Will they, won't they? Yeah, they got to have some humor. Don't have a lot of serious scenes at the project, okay? I want to see this kind of stuff. This Pentagon argument stuff. I'm just, I'm super worried. I don't want it to be boring, but I don't know. I just don't know what it is. But I like, I just want you just want it to be animal frat at the at the project. Uh, Animal frat. Everyone's everyone's sleeping with everyone. There's all a bunch of gossip going on. There's soap opera shenanigans. Magic's walking around with a lamp on his head. This is the kind of stuff the audience demands. Uh, I want to see both versions. Yes. <laughs> and what's this last plot detail, Matt? Uh, being, well, Kel Surprise, being lost in time is going to be a result of Ben leaping prematurely. So we, we are going to see him at some point uh, dressed in all white and uh, somebody screaming, Siggy said no, but Ben's leaping! <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, just kind of like Mr. Beans it, right? Like, just walking around, accidentally wanders into the accelerator and gets locked in, like, oh boy. Oh, now where are we going to fit Rowan Atkinson into this cast? That is what I want to know, that you mentioned Mr. Bean. He's got to be in there somewhere. It's like mystery science theater. They're like, we need someone to go. We need someone to leap. And we don't really like that guy. The bosses didn't like him. So they sent him through time. (laughs) Shock him in there. See how it goes. Oh, dear. I mean, I guess, okay. I guess this is significant information. I guess this is why you wrote it down, Matt. And the fact that um, it's it's a similar 
Yeah, like they, you know, it's, it's not like uh, they thought like, it's leaping prematurely. It's not like some accident happened or some yeah. other kind of thing. Yeah, just kind of clarifies. And this is going to, I think, the premature aspect of it. Hopefully, tie into more of that gen stuff that is somewhat confusing because if Ben is leaping prematurely, um, that denotes some kind of tension between him and the Pentagon, uh, kind of like what Sam was up against, I guess, and, you know, and it, so it doesn't lose his funding or whatever, but it means that in uh, headcanon is exploding here. What this means to me is Sam, uh, Ben is there trying to figure out where Sam went wrong. He's not able to do it, but he doesn't want to give up on it. So he engineers a way that he can uh, leap and get away with it. I, I don't know mm. what that means, but then it goes wrong because, you know, GTFW reaches in and starts mucking things around again, just like in Genesis. Maybe? Did not have que- permission. Question mark? Yeah. Fudge things up. Real so. mess. Everyone decided to end the party early because Ben leaped. Because Ben would not um, worry about the retrieval program. But I guess if if Jen's plotline is going to be that she's she's trying to figure out how he did this and why he did this, I, I'm guessing the audience will be none the wiser as well, because otherwise we'll just spend every episode hitting our foreheads thinking, come on, Jen, come on, we we know this. So I'm hoping there is a mm-hmm. little bit I mean, of, of mystery surrounding that still. Yeah, I mean, um, is that a question that anyone had? How yeah, I, that I, worked? Like, that just seems like the premise of the show. That's what's confusing about her description. <laughs> Yeah, I. That's where I, I'm so intrigued as to how they're going to mm. play that. Like, wh- what is that wrinkle going to be? Yeah, and it's it's it really does pick up a season one conceit with the whole oversight and the committee and everything that they 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 posed as Sam's obstacles to learning about mm-hmm. himself that they just let go of as season two mm. progressed. Like you didn't hear about the committee at all past the middle of season two, yeah. uh, maybe even you know season one. It, they just drop that entire conceit, and it seems to me like they're picking that ball up again and running with it in this because they need more back at the project intrigue. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So anyway. when uh, when I was first reading the character descriptions, I thought the Naomi description. Um, I didn't realize it was for the leap, and I thought maybe it was like Ben's wife. Like she's like, oh, I gotta ask for a divorce, and then like, oh boy, he leaped. Can't get him to sign the divorce papers now. Oh, ben. <laughs> That's what Ben was trying to escape. Nice. nice. He was trying to escape a divorce he didn't want to deal with. (laughs) He he, he was hiding out in the accelerator and then it got turned on and he's like, ah. (laughs) Oh, beans. We we skimmed over this when we were talking about Naomi. Did did we realize that uh, this leaping theory seems to be more on Chris's side. She doesn't realise Ben occupies her husband's body. It's a mind leap into it's Ben into the husband's body. Leap. That's true. But again, is this a wording I, issue or is this yeah, them deciding that's what it's gonna be? No, I think it's uh yeah. It's it's shorthand for the casting agencies, but it did yep. it, yeah. it amused me when I suddenly realised I just glossed <laughs> over it. It's a mind leap. It's I a make, mind leap, everyone. It's I, a mind leap. I make no distinction between the two any longer. <laughs> is it a mind leap? Yes. Is it a body leap? Sure. Yeah, well, who cares at this point? The answer is always yes. So, 
I'm done arguing. Um, Matt, <laughs> any other, because you have, because you're Matt Dale and um, you revel in the geeky stuff, I was looking at all of the information that you have uh, vis-a-vis the production and different details. Is there anything that you uh, find particularly pertinent that um, we should share that that you think deserves to be highlighted? Because I know a lot of it's just um, a lot of detail about stages and scheduling and stuff like that. I yeah. just wanted to get your take on what you think is the, the takeaway from all that stuff. Just details about stages? Chris, come on. This stuff's yeah, all I, I, important. Listen, yeah. I, I'm, I was skimming. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's... <clears throat> I'm just saying, details about staging is important. I think the the number of square foot that stage has is vital information. <laughs> no, all right. So I, I I've been getting everything I can, and I guess it depends on your point of view. Like if you're interested in the the creative aspect, we've we've now got a really good idea of the whole production team. We know the director Helen Shaver. We know the assistant director Warren Hanna. Um, we we've got all of the producers. Hopefully, I think at this point, if there's any more producers, it's going to be too many cooks, but. Yeah, we we know Don and Deborah are involved. We know now Helen has been promoted to executive producer. We've got a line producer. We've got casting directors. We have casting directors, people. Kamala Thomas and Candice Elizinga. Eliz I might be pronouncing that wrong. So there's we have loads of names, which does does give you the ability to delve into IMDB profiles and uh, start getting a, a feel for what they might bring. Honestly, the the stage stuff, that fascinates me. Um, it, it's a it's a fairly new stage they're going to be shooting on. It's only a few years old. Um, Bridge Studios has been around for about, which is where they're filming, uh, has been around for about 30 years. Um, but it's one of their newer stages uh, from a few years ago. And it, it's a slightly smaller stage um, that, that, than they were shooting on when they finished season five. Um, but I don't, I mean, it's all much of a muchness. How, how they deal with the stage is, uh, I'm sure, very different to how it was back then. Um I mean, and, I think uh, the stage will likely be most of the project stuff, which will be standing yeah. sets, and then yes. the leaps will be wherever they go on location. That's that's the thing. So probably there's going to be, yeah, a lot of location stuff. Um, Bridge Studios also has a massive outdoor green screen, which I haven't mentioned on the website. Oh. I really must add that. Um, but that's really interesting. I guess they can do outdoor green screen stuff better, no. like with, with more natural lighting than the original oh, okay. series was ever able to do. Is it what? like um, one of those one of those AR walls like they use for the Mandalorian and for uh, Discovery and for Strange New Worlds? Sadly not. It, no? It's just basically a um, one of the one of the stages. Uh, one of the sound stages has just a giant green side to it. Um, so okay. it's yeah, it's absolutely massive. Um, I, don't, I don't know what they'd put in there that would put in front of there that would need to be that big. But then I'm not in TV production. I'm sure there's some very <laughs> you obvious can things. see a clearly superimposed <laughs> Ben. <laughs> In yes. front of the Berlin Wall falling. <laughs> in front of stock footage. Now that they can incorporate him into the stock footage instead of just cutting yeah, yeah. up to and from it. around his feet floating <laughs> over things. <laughs> it's really cool. Go, go into, um, I've got a few pictures on my website, but there's also more of the, the Bridge Studios website. Just just browsing around their site and seeing the pictures of all the, the production offices and thinking, wow, like the, the producers are going to be sat there any day now, uh, chomping on cigars and doing their producer thing. I, I don't really <laughs> yes, know what, that's exactly I, I what producers do. This is so cool. Uh, <laughs> it's just so cool in real time seeing all this stuff come together. Yeah, what a great really time is. to be a Quantum Leap fan. Yeah. yeah, so much. And uh, Matt, where can everybody find all of this uh, nitty gritty that you have so lovingly and uh, ongoingly uh, procured and still procuring? 
yeah, I'm check I'm I'm checking back every day. I'm updating most days. It's uh, and it's all at quantumleapinfo.net. And you're using uh that beautiful new font. Yes. Uh, yes. Oof. So we have uh our patron uh who the hell was it that gave us that? Hang on a second. Uh Barry Donovan. There we go. Um, okay, so it's, yeah. uh Thank you. <laughs> I yeah. forgot I'm not editing this. Sorry, Barry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barry Donovan and his uh, string theory uh, typeface, which is still somewhat in progress. He's not finished it yet, but it's uh, it does look a lot nicer than Swiss cheese. It's beautiful. It, uh, you, you can't see on my header, but it does get rid of the awful R, which I never liked on Swiss cheese with the, the really the pointy bit at the bottom. Um which yeah, my Beyond the Mirror Image logo always suffered a bit from that R. So, so that's I'm a real W for the R. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting into the weeds. I'm I'm just going to say, everybody go to quantumleapinfo.net. You'll yes, be able quantum to see that beautiful. It's got a beautiful banner, yeah, um, beautiful and banner. lots of nice text beneath it. And but, uh, uh, if- yeah, you you will find everything there, including some yeah really nitty gritty stuff about Bridge Studios. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. And I did see you have like pictures of the stages and everything. It is really neat. So everybody check yeah. that out. And if you would like to tell us what you think about all of this latest news on the Quantum Leap reboot, um, re- reboot, you know what? I was going to go into the feedback, but one more thing I want to discuss because some people <laughs> I wrote that this was a reboot on Facebook. And of course you get the fans to take on, I'd rather see a continuation than a reboot. No. And I just wrote, this is semantics. Well, it's not, it's like, get over it. We're going to call it a reboot. We're going to call it a sequel. We're going to call it a continuation. It's all the same thing. Okay. So don't get in a twist over that. Okay. Rant over. Doctor Who came back nearly 20 years ago now, and it was called a reboot back then. Right. And you know, words change over time. But so. the, using the word reboot to talk about a show that has been off the air and then comes back and continues is not a new thing. 20 years, can, people. Can I, can I suggest something for the name of the new show? Sure. Quantum Leap. <laughs> Maybe that'll like help people know, oh, yeah, it's a sequel then. Is it going to be the number two? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's got to be the be? number two. Quantum Leap. That's what I'm going to write it as now. I'm going to say, oh, Quantum Leap. What happened this week? <laughs> Uh, well, if you out there would like to give us your idea for the series title or tell me how I'm wrong that it should be a continuation and not a, a reboot or a sequel, um, there are many ways that you can reach us here. Uh, you can get us by phone at 707-847-6682. You can email us at quantumleappodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at quantumleap at facebook.com slash quantumleappodcast. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at quantum leap pod and you can always go that extra mile and support us on patreon at patreon.com slash quantum leap podcast just remember just remember that we may use your response on an upcoming episode of the quantum leap podcast and we are going to have as many more of these special episodes as we possibly can whenever some pertinent information comes out whenever fate's wide wheel breaks a story that we can <laughs> copy a week later we will be there so um just keep on listening. We will give you all the reboot news that we possibly can as it becomes available and as Matt Dale can confirm it because he's keeping a pretty tight leash on things over there at quantumleapinfo.net. So, guys, again, like you said, Allison, great time to be a Quantum Leap fan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Whew. Anyway, um, thank you one and all for listening. Uh, until the next breaking news, I have been Christopher DeFilippis. I've been Alison Pregler. And I've been Matt Dale. 
and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Quantum Leap podcast, hosted by Allison, Matt, and Chris, with voice talent and contributions from Hayden McQueenie and Zoe Dean. Visit us at quantumleappodcast.com. To support the show, please go to patreon.com slash quantumleappodcast. The executive producer of the Quantum Leap podcast is Albert Burge. Christopher DeFilippis and Hayden McQueenie are the co-executive producers. Morgan Felden, Charles Allen Gossard, and Ben Kirkham are the producers. The thoughts expressed on this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those of the Quantum Leap podcast, its partners, or affiliates. The Quantum Leap universe and all it contains is the property of Belisarius Productions and Universal Television. The Quantum Leap podcast is not affiliated with Belisarius Productions or Universal Television, and no copyright infringement is intended. Please visit Baronspace.com for this and other amazing content. The Quantum Leap podcast is a Baron Space production.